Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. Live from the Connections Studio Suites, it's Connections. Connections. Connections is Relationship Radio. Welcome to the show. How you doing? Melissa Fox and it's Relationship Radio with a twist on the plate tonight. Good times. It's a new book by author Kate Mangino and it's called Equal Partners. Did you know some relationships can literally fall apart because there's dirty dishes in the sink? It's a true story. Hey, Kate, how are you? Welcome to the show. Hi there. Thank you so much for having me. So what is uh, your background a little bit, will you? Sure. I've been working in international development my whole career. I work in gender issues and I work in uh, social change. So I'm hired to talk to various groups, community groups, work groups, to talk about what harmful gender norms might be holding them back from realizing their objectives and how to work through those. So this book was sort of my attempt at uh, reconciling my professional life with my personal life and to talk about gender inequality in my own community in the States. I see in the States. I like that. Not across the pond, but right here in the States of USA. Uh, Well, how would you define gender roles? Uh, We got a lot of people. This is more of a conservative audience. It's weird, but it is. Um, And a lot of times they they do that, you know, 77 genders. I don't know nothing. What's the deal? How do you how do you uh, explain that? Define that for us? I would say gender norms are sort of those unspoken rules that we expect men and women to do simply because they're men and women. So not tied to anything biological, but just expectations around behavior that we have. There's norms for everything, right? Like it's a norm that you hold the door open for someone when you're in a grocery store, right? And they're behind you and you hold the door open to be polite. There's a lot of different norms that we have in society that teach us how to interact and behave and be polite. A lot of norms are great. Some norms maybe aren't so great. So when I talk about gender norms, it's about anything specific that in that influences how we act because of our gender. So things that you should do because you're a woman, things that people think you should do because you're a man. Oh, okay. Well, now you mentioned opening the doors. And see, now I, I am very ambiguous at times when it comes to whatever. I am a polite person. So I will hold the door for you. I will actually say, excuse me or pardon me when I walk past somebody in the shopping mart and they're looking across at the aisle, maybe at some purchases that they're going to make and I have to go past them. I actually say, excuse me. I don't see that anymore. So it's along with that. I mean, I think everything is falling by the wayside. Everyone is kind of being a little bit of whatever goes and so much is is leading to are you a man? Are you a woman? We we did this, um, you know, where we desensitized everybody, metrosexual. We had to put a name on everything. Uh, do you think that all these 
gender roles that we've been talking about so far, do they have an actual place in society or should we just be homogenized like me? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I think, I think that we've come a long way and I'm happy that we're moving away from the gender binary and that we are recognizing that there are, you know, people who don't identify as a man or a woman. And I think that it's great that we're having those conversations. Mm. Um, you know, you meant going back to the holding the door open. I wasn't actually thinking about gender. I was just thinking about yeah. expectations. And a lot of those are cultural. You know, I'm from Ohio. And so, you know, Midwestern values, we tend to hold the door open for folks. And we use a lot of please and thank yous. Um, I've got family on the coast and they don't necessarily do that. So a lot of our norms are geographical as well as they are cultural. They can be generational. I think the you know, the core there is that norms are not set in stone. They change with time. They change depending on the people, the place. Uh, so I guess the good news is, is that if they are norms you want to change, you can do it. Hmm. So I come from a two female household. Uh, it's no surprise. And I don't do most of the chores around the house, but I'm not the one that wears the pants. As some people would say in that relationship, you're like, who's the man? We share responsibilities, whether it's yard work, uh, you know, mechanics, getting these things taken care. I go shopping, I cook, but I don't necessarily clean because I don't clean up to expectations. So why are so many women still handling household responsibilities along with everything else that they've got in their plate? It's really, you know, the data is really interesting. If we look at sort of um, chore journals, you know, in the late teens around 2020, that's our most recent day intentional when you don't have specific conversations, you just sort of fall back into, as I was talking about earlier, these gender norms, what women do and what men do. Now in same sex households, we see that people tend to be more equal. There are more relationships that role model parity for uh, probably a variety of reasons, but there are still a lot of same sex and queer relationships that do sort of have, you know, that one third, two thirds split that you see in different sex relationships. So I think it's worth a conversation, um, you know, for any two people when they come together, if you're both working, if you're both making money, you're both adding to the income of the family. uh, I think it's worth having some conversations about, you know, who's going to do what and how can we find something close to parity in the household so that one of us isn't terribly overburdened, which of course lead to resentment, bitterness, you know, well, you, marital problems. You all did kinds hear of what I said at the end there that she prefers to clean because she doesn't like how I do it. So we've obviously had that conversation. Uh, I have no problem cleaning the house, but if she's just going to go back behind me and do it again, that's a way I could put those efforts elsewhere. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah. yeah I uh, so. Yeah, I have two thoughts with that. First of all, I do think that when two people come together, oftentimes they have a different like benchmark of what or or different standard of what clean is, like how well you iron, how you put the clothes away, how you do the dishes, you know, is it okay to just do buttered noodles or do you have to have a gourmet meal? You know, everyone has different ideas of how things should be done. So I do say that one great conversation, or it's really a series of conversations, let's be honest, is to say, okay, you come into a home with two different values how can you agree on a value together? How can you, maybe one of you lets their standards slip a little bit and one of you, uh, you know, brings it up a little bit more so that you can have an agreement on a, on a standard for your family. Hmm. 
Okay. Well, that's, that, yeah. Go ahead. I'm oh, sorry. sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say that we're talking right now with gender uh, expert Kate Mangino, and she's got a new book. It's called Equal Partners, and that's what we're talking about right now. You just mentioned uh, a little bit there why relationships can actually fall apart over dirty dishes, and you, it sounds funny, but it's not. It happens. And it might just be the last straw or building up forever, but it is a problem. So we need to uh, we need to discuss that. And that's why we're here today. And I thank you so much. Where can we get your book, by the way? Oh, anywhere. Your favorite online or local bookseller, uh, all your usual outlets. Again, uh, Equal Partners, St. Martin's Press came out in June. Stories, interviews that show uh, how to address gender equality at home. Book is not just for girls. It's for boys, too. And it draws from the experts uh, offering practical examples of this new model of gender. Um, what do you say to some of my older listeners, perhaps, who say, there's only two sexes. There's men and there's women. I identify as a unicorn, but when it comes down to, no, how, what do you, I mean, how do you address that? How do I happens. address that? I would just say that, um, you know, that I disagree. I mean, I guess that's, you know, I would just say I disagree with that. I think that, um, we have assumed that there's two genders for all this time. And so that was just sort of our default. And we put everyone who came into this world into two different buckets. And I think science is changing and our understanding of humanity is changing. And um, so I'm I'm certainly open to people who consider themselves, you know, outside of being a man or being a woman. And mm -hmm. I would ask them to reconsider too. I love it. We're talking with Kate Mangino today. This is our quest. We're going to take a quick break. This is Connection Show. We are sponsored by Pharmacy Specialists. If you're going through the hot flashes or you need some HRT, hormone replacement therapy, no two people are alike. We're all snowflakes. MakeRx.com. Get your doctor on the hook right now with that. We'll be right back. Connections is Relationship Radio. You're listening, You're listening to, to Connections. Connections. Get ready. I think I hear something. Man, I wish I was deaf. Sir, do you know why I pulled you over? Certainly not for operating an illegal pirate radio station. <laughs> Welcome back. It's Connection Show. Got to say hey to Tony, who says a coin only has two sides, Kate. What do we do with that? Welcome back. Kate Mangino, Melissa Fox. We're talking about her new book, Equal Partners, Improving Gender Equality at the House. And right before the break, um, we said there's a I Kate said there's a lot of genders out there and we need to understand all that. Can you uh, can you explain a little further for two sides of the coin, Tony? That's your new name, by the way. Well, I would just say to Tony, we're not talking about coins. We're talking about yeah. humans. We're talking about people. People are complex. They've got all kinds of different experiences, lived experiences, different identities. And, you know, if you grew up uh, and, and you know, you came out of the womb and your family told you you're a man and you've always felt like a man and it works for you, I think that's fantastic. No one's asking you to change your identity. Uh, and I would just say that there are some people that, you know, that's not so. So we would, mm -hmm. I would hope that we would all, 
you know, be open, open and loving to hearing from different people's uh, life experiences and sure. find out how we can best support them. I think it makes sense. No, no two coins uh, can be like, you know, that, that's a that's different. You're right. You can't use the coin thing. Um, but nice try, Tony. Sorry. He says he loves all. So anyway, if you're on the chat today, thanks for checking in. Uh, we do this live on Tuesdays on uh, the social media platforms, all like on eight or nine different platforms, not enough to list off, of course. And then uh, we replay this on the radio on News Radio WFLA Orlando on Thursday nights at 9 p.m. And of course, on Podcast Heaven on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, just search Connection Show dash relationship radio so with this in mind and tony's question i think of course tony's a comedian so and literally actually gets paid for it so <laughs> but uh he wants uh, we need to know how men and tony in particular can understand that making gender roles more equal might actually help them well, that's that's what you know the premise of my book and i'm really glad that you asked me that question tony <laughs> um, glad for your interest for and you. melissa i I think that uh, gender inequality is bad for everyone and gender equality is good for everyone. When we talk about these gender norms, you know, traditional gender norms of you, you know, if you're a woman, you should grow up and become this kind of person. If you're a man, you should grow up and become this kind of person. We're basically putting limits on everyone. We're putting restrictions on everyone. By telling me what kind of person I can be, you're also implying what kind of person I shouldn't be, what's not going to fit in with our culture. The way that it can be especially detrimental to men, which we don't talk about often enough, is that we have this idea of this ideal man, right? He's tall, he's strong, he's got enough money, he's emotionally distant. Sorry, I was thinking he's, about Tony, who is short yeah, and heavy. Am, and, I, am I explaining, Tony? No, the total you, if opposite. You're, if you're skinny, if you're not athletic, if you don't have a lot of money, it could be about um, fitting in in terms of economics, it could be fitting in in terms of skin color, whatever you know, if you're the minority man, if you don't fit into this like ideal, I don't know what we all have in our head of this movie star guy, you're somehow other or lesser and things are going to be harder for you. I've interviewed lots of men for my book and they would say, you know, growing up, I wasn't good at sports and so I didn't fit in or I really liked the arts and I didn't fit in or um, I was gay and I didn't fit in. And I think that by by having these ideas about what men do and what women do, we make we actually are telling a lot of people they're not fitting in. They're not good enough. And so I think by broadening, you know, uh, our idea of just humans and allowing each person to fulfill their own genuine self, we are allowing everyone to be exactly who they are. And Tony just wants you to know, he says he's been a stay-at-home dad since 2004. Dinners, laundry, mm -hmm. grocery shopping, etc. Dropped our son off at Dartmouth College last week. Look at oh, you. Congratulations. Yeah. That sounds... I, and I bet Tony's super proud because Should of be. the... He had such a huge role in his son's life and raising his son. And I bet you feel super proud. I would be if my if my son was going off to Dartmouth. Yeah, right. um, I talk to men who are really present in their homes and they talk about how proud they are contributing to their family and not just contributing in a financial way, but contributing emotionally, being there, spending the hours, cooking the meals, doing the bath time, doing the laundry, helping with homework. And that pays off because those kids grow up and go to college or get jobs and they move out. And in their 20s and 30s, they're still texting dad. 
They're still looking for advice. They still want a relationship. They want to be friends. Mm -hmm. And so those dividends pay off for a lifetime. Oh, definitely. We've got Kate Mangino with us today. Now, she's an author. She's got a couple of books out there. But we're talking right now about Equal Partners. This is the latest release. She is a gender expert. And this book is filled with stories and interviews. And we're talking about gender equality and inequality as well. Uh, what about the scientific data that you say there's a lot of research? Does it support these traditional roles anymore for men and women? I don't think there's data to support it. I mean, I, first of all, if you have a traditional relationship and it's working for you and you're both happy, yeah. awesome. I mean, I'm the last person that's going to suggest you make yeah. a change. I'm sort of writing to the majority of we know that uh, the most common household configuration is two people both working 60% of marriages, both people work outside of the home. And oftentimes in those households, the work falls, it's a one third, two third split. So that's what we have data on to show us that typically speaking in different sex relationships, the woman is doing two thirds of the work in the home. She's doing that cognitive labor. The husband sees himself as a helper. He's doing one third. He's not doing cognitive labor and that's having negative impacts for both of them. And you actually also see, you know, in some same sex and queer couples that they also, you know, they we see closer lines to parity, but you can also see this replicated. And I just think it's worth having a conversation to make sure that people um, understand that perhaps the patterns that they have in their household aren't just about two people's personalities, but it's a behavioral trend across North America. And once you realize, oh, wait, we're falling into a pattern like, you know, tens of thousands of other couples, it's easier to sort of take a step back and think, huh, maybe I am doing some things on default mode and maybe Mm -hmm. it's worth talking about it and having a little, some more intentional conversations. Mm, I like it. I like it a lot. If you have any questions and you're watching us on the social media and listening along, you can go ahead and pop it in the chat. Otherwise, we're just going to keep talking amongst ourselves, which is good because I'm having a great time with you, Kate, so far. Uh, I haven't kicked you off the show yet, and that is a good thing. Not yet. (laughs) uh, You know, things happen. But uh, anyway, so men, you guys can better get an understanding of things if you just listen to Tony. I mean, look at that. He let his wife go off to work and... Wow, I bet the boys really chide him about that, huh? No, you see, and that used to be that whole mentality. You look at your television shows, everything from the Flintstones or Honeymooners, same difference, all the way up, you know? It was like, wife, where's my food? I just worked hard all day. Where's my slippers pipe, you know, and a drink in hand if you look at Bewitched, you know? And then it was the the, the wife was doing her little manipulations and conniving stuff while keeping a nice house and bringing up the children. Yeah, you know, but I want the park for my kids. Um, we see less of that. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. That that sounds like a lot of our grandparents' households, our parents. There's certainly couples like that today who are younger. I think the most common dynamic is this one person is sort of the manager of the home. One person is keeping track of the calendar, knows where all the parts are going. And one person is sort of that helper who, sure, I'll unload the dishwasher. Sure, I'll mow the lawn. Sure, I'll pick up balloons for the birthday party. But they're not anticipating needs. They're not monitoring the calendar. They're not monitoring who's doing what at what time. Uh, They don't notice things, right? They don't notice the shower needs cleaned. They don't notice that the Lego room is a mess. And that, you know, those... um, those behavior patterns can be really hard when you're working a full-time job and you also have to be the full manager of your house. And I see this replicated in 
a lot of um, sitcoms nowadays, like when you think about Modern Family, for example, I think of this sort of, you know, um, helper supervisor role in the home. And oftentimes we kind of like the dads are the butt of the joke, you know, they're like these buffoon dads who can't quite get dinner right or who mess up the laundry and mom has to come in and save them. And sometimes I think it's pretty condescending. I mean, ironically, it's patronizing to think that men can't be full partners, full contributors in their household. Like my husband actually gets annoyed when those jokes happen in movies and TV because he's like, you know, why are men always portrayed as these incompetent buffoons in the house? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it sure does. The Al Bundys of the world unite because it's not always like that. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. This is Connection Show. Stay right there. Connections is Relationship Radio. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's Connections. I don't put a pucker on your kisser. That would be fantastic, man. Today's Bud Day. All you can kick for four ninety nine. <laughs> it's kind of a bargain, isn't it? Four ninety nine. You can't even find a breakfast buffet for that price. Anyway, hope you're all celebrating National Butt Kicking Day. No idea. So you're saying basically that people should be proactive. Take initiative. That's what I'm hearing. Welcome back. It's Connections. Melissa Fox, two X's. Kate Mangino, two N's. It's true. All right. Try me on it. But uh, the idea of of actually both people in a relationship being proactive or taking initiative. You're right. A lot of times. And and I can say I stand back sometimes, Kate, because, again, I've given you my reasons. I just don't do it the way that it needs to be done. But I know this, and this is it. So if there's ever a, hey, why aren't you? And because I'm probably not going to do it the way you like. How do we deal with that kind of a scenario? Yeah, this is, I'm really glad you brought that up. I'm glad you circled back to that because this is a very common conversation that happens in lots of different households. So in my book, I found these 40 equal partner men who are already doing, they're, they're doing half of the cognitive and physical labor in their home. And I interviewed them to collect stories. But then I also interviewed their partners because I was kind of curious about the people they were with. 35 of these men were in different sex relationships and five were in same sex relationships. And what I heard back was really interesting is that to have an equal partnership, yes, one person definitely needs to step up and be more intentional and take on more. And one person needs to step back and both are really hard to do. And sometimes the stepping back can be just as painful and just as uncomfortable as the stepping up. If you were raised that taking care of your home and taking care of all the domestic chores is part of who you are and part of your value. And you're really proud of the work that you do. Seeing things done not your way can be hard. And stepping back from tasks and letting someone else take care of them can feel like you're doing something wrong, that you're not contributing, that you're not being responsible, that you're not 
being there for your kids or for your family. And so I think that we need to be real honest with each other that, you know, are you, are you doing things wrong or are you just doing things different? And if it's different, then, you know, maybe we talk about that and say, all right, so I like to fold my pants in quarters and you like to do it in thirds. Doesn't really matter. They all get folded. They all get put in the drawer. Whoever's doing it means we get more time together to relax, right? More time to spend as a family. Ooh, I like and it. so uh, I do, you know, a lot of what I heard from the partners is, I had to learn to let stuff go. I had to learn, okay, these are my two big sticking points. These are the things that I really like it my way in the house. And so I'm going to keep those. And the other stuff, you know, I'm happy that he's doing it. I'm happy that I don't have to, right? And if you're right, if you berate someone, you know, if like, um, you know, your partner cooks dinner and you make fun of them and say that it doesn't taste good and you didn't like it and they made a huge mess in the kitchen, they're not going to try to cook dinner too many more times. Yeah. You know, you get you get beat down two, three times and you pretty much stop trying. So if you really want your partner to step up and, and equal partnership is something that you really value and something you want to work towards, then it's going to take work from both people. That's probably not a popular thing to say, but I think it's the truth. I think it is too. Now, uh, I do all the cooking, but I do not. I clean as I go. But the rule is mm-hmm. I, I cook, you clean up, all right? So there's always a give and a take there. But uh, again, I'm not just like throwing pots and pans and, you know, fisher all over the place or anything. Uh, <laughs> I'm literally, because I, I was a restaurant manager for years. And I, so, so I have, you know. Well yeah, in the kitchen. I am. Like. But I'm also comfortable with not doing all the work. So I just cooked a really nice meal for you, regardless of whether or not you ate it. Um, and keep your mean comments to yourself. If you don't like it, that's okay, but I'm not making you anything else. But you're cleaning up after. (laughs) And I I I think a lot of it it can come down to what we like to do. You know, I hate cooking. If I, you know, when I'm single or when my... When my family's out of town, I just eat cheese and crackers and I'm totally happy doing that. <laughs> it's not it's not who I am, but I will enjoy when someone else makes a meal for me and I will be thankful for it. Um, I think what is really important to not just step up and do what we love, but if there's a job that you both hate, mm-hmm. you trade off and on. Like if you both hate laundry every other year or every other month or whatever it is that you can, because you don't want to stick someone with a job they detest for a 30-year relationship. Right. Hey, I'm writing this one down. Hold on. Switch off <laughs> on laundry. Yeah. Um, I also do not do well in the heat down here in, in Florida. Mm-hmm. It's hot. I'm a northerner by trade. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so five, six minutes outside. So forget about any lawn or gardening until the two months that are cool. I think it's November and February. That still happen. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, there's two. There's okay. like two okay. months, two weeks. Okay, let's be honest. Two months that are comfortable. Two weeks in February, which are like, oh my goodness, I may have to wear pants today. Um, but yeah, I can't. I don't do well outside. So um, she does all that. But I hear about it, and it's always like, yeah, I do it. But I know you don't do well outside. But I always offer. I think it'd be fun to find me out there lawnmower running, passed out on the ground. <laughs> I'm, too, I'm kidding, people. <laughs> I have jokes. I know you're kidding. I have and jokes. I, you know, and a lot of couples outsource this work. Like a lot of couples mm-hmm. would say, okay, we have, we can make enough money to and that's pay coming. To cut our lawn. And that's, that's fine too. Mm-hmm. I think you just have to be, you know, honest about the people who also help make everything work in the house because we don't want to 
just outsource all of our work to someone who makes less money than we do, you know, and we have to make sure that we are appreciative of their work and that, you know, when we're talking to maybe kids in our life about how we divvy up housework to be honest about, oh yeah. And we also save three hours of work because the high school kid down the road does all of our weeding and cuts our lawn. Exactly. And, and we have the extra money to do that, but not everyone does. Right. So there you go. So we are talking with Kate Mangino. She's an author. She's a gender expert. Talk about improving gender equality at home how about at work can we put any of that in play at work uh because uh, now i work in radio obviously and we've got a cast of characters as long as both arms uh and most of them have mental health issues uh bipolar <laughs> oh you think i'm kidding i do have jokes you're not kidding with that one <laughs> no i'm not i'm not most all of them are medicated but creative people walk a fine line between absolutely obnoxious and insane uh so when you walk that line just right it and all the bells and whistles and the wind yay but a lot of times just personality wise we have a lot of like oh let me get the door for you little lady Stuff that goes on here. A lot of puffed up uh, male host, talk show host. So mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. I have to No, learn. I've never heard one of those. Never. Wait never. a minute. I got a morning guy <laughs> I want to introduce you to. Uh, <laughs> anyway. But yeah, point is, how do we try to, uh, and I'm not going to worry about the old guy in his 70s, okay? He, I think he's too far. It's too far gone, too far past that. But how about the young ones that are coming into the new work situation? And this week in particular, I don't know if you know, Kate, is a return to work. Uh, Labor Day, a lot of businesses have said, you know what, pandemic's pretty much over. Okay, time to come back now. And they're saying at least three to five days a week that we have to be back at work. How is that going to put everybody back together? And and how are we going to do all of that? Because I'm the mom here. I clean the kitchen and the refrigerator every day. I think it's extremely important that we, they're all connected. Mm -hmm. If you're talking about household dynamics of two people with a job, then those jobs matter. And the expectations we have for people at work directly links to how much time they have for their family at home. So one thing we can do is stop assuming that um, women are somehow less interested in our career or less committed to our job because we have the burden in the house. If we share the burden in the house, then everyone can hopefully reach forward to their professional and earning potential in a workplace. A lot of times, because we code caregiving as women's work, Mm. a lot of the caregiving that happens in a work situation are given to women. Who's going to bring in, you know, the food for the potluck? Who's going to get the sympathy card for so-and-so's father who passed and passed it around the office? Who's going to order the flowers and collect five bucks from everyone so that you can send the flowers? Oftentimes we we lean on women to do that work and they don't get paid extra and they don't get extra recognition and they don't get a bump in their performance evaluation. They're just doing it because we assume that's what women do. So how so do we get away from start that? To ask men in the office to do that sort of thing. No, you hold on because I got stories. I got things I want to tell you about. Uh, but yeah, she, she asked the men in the office that actually no. Yeah, we're coming back in just a second. Uh, We're going to see. We're going to talk about radio in particular here about this gender identity thing. Make sure you go to MakeRx.com, compounding pharmacy, pharmacy specialist. Uh, They will get it done specifically as your doctor orders specifically for you. MakeRx.com, fine sponsor of Connection Show. Connections is Relationship Radio. 
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Look at us. We work like dogs. We drink. And then we work like hungover dogs. <laughs> sort of happens. words from a strange man. I'm thinking about having you examined for mental illness or, or drug use or massive head injury. This is Connections. Yeah! Broadcasting live every night at 10 Eastern. You know, you leave now and you gotta get an F. That's Linda Nunez. Check out NunezProductions.com if you want your own entrance music. I think everyone should have that, Kate. What do you think? A little bit of entrance music? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, first thing in the morning, just as I'm like walking to my car. Oh, yeah. The other day, I couldn't get the Darth Vader theme out of my head as I was walking into the office. It's like, what the heck? So everyone yeah. should have entrance music. Linda Nunez, uh, NunezProductions.com, uh, sings, does all that uh, fancy stuff with the audio. All right, so we're talking gender inequality right before the break. I was talking about the radio scenario here at iHeartMedia, where there are 10, maybe 11. Every time I turn around, there's another darn radio station popping up, just like that. Um, But here, no matter what radio station, and a lot of times, Kate, I don't know if you're familiar with radio, but we're all ravenous. We never get fed. Uh, But free food, as soon as it pops up, we're like, ah, free food. It goes over the intercom. There's this one guy, Larry. I don't even know if he works here, but he's always right there first in line. What do we have? Uh, but after all is said and done and we've all eaten, there's no one cleaning oh, up. Clean up. Mm-hmm. No one cleaning up. Now, each radio show, if they're doing it right, has at least one female. One female. And that female is always the one that says, oh, great, I better get this. Because yeah, nobody else does. That's unfortunate. Mm. And I don't know. There might be one guy. Not sure. But there might be one guy who also cleans up, but he's also like a boss and he's like, oh, my God, I'm going to get in trouble. But nobody else cares. They'll eat. They'll leave their plates about. They throw crumbs on the floor and they walk away. And the females in the house typically take care of business. How can we ever break that scenario up and make that not happen? I mean, I would just, if if that were my situation, I was that token female, I would not. I would just say I'm off for the year. I have put in my time. And if you all want to live like pigs, then go for it. But I think there has to be a time. I think we condition people to, you know, you have to do it. You have to do it. It doesn't, you know, it's like, it's kind of like um, the waiting game, you know, and, and everyone's, everyone's like feeling each other out. How long can I get away with this? How can I keep going? And if that person is a clean freak or that person knows that they could just do it in 10 minutes and it would be over, eventually they fold and they go ahead and clean up and that just yeah. teaches everyone else like see I just have to hold out long enough and they'll do it so I think if this is something that's important to you you know just just stop if you're the one that's always cleaning well you're now, done. I'm not but there's like 30 people here at a given time all right and uh-huh. I think about six maybe 10 of them a third of them are females so if I don't do it one of my fellow girls is going to do it same with birthdays, same with any special occasion, somber or otherwise. It's always, 
oh, hey, we got to get a card. And then we tell a sign the men folk what to get mm-hmm. because otherwise there's no they don't care. They just don't, they'll participate, though, if you tell them, you know, yeah, so- I think is a really important conversation because I think people who do those little things, who, mm-hmm. who send the gift card, who sweep up, who send the flowers, who, who help around, they make life better for all of us. They make a nicer work environment. Those help to, you know, sort of help with the social bonds so that you're better friends, so that work is a little bit more fun and it isn't, you know, as, as painful as it could be. I think the people that don't do those sort of things need to understand that, you know, the work that other people do on your behalf is making your life better. And it's, I think, a little bit selfish to think that you don't have to put in the time, but you can reap the rewards. So um, I would love those people to just take a, take a long look at themselves and see, you know, what can I do to my work environment so that I can contribute here and, you know, and demonstrate how important my work environment is to me and to my colleagues. I love it. That is good answer. Kate Mangino is with us today. She is a a gender expert and also an author of the book Equal Partners, Improving Gender Equality at Home. I decided to flip a scenario here in front of you, though, and you you handled it. You're good with the curves. Um, The thing is, I would never die on that hill. Oh, I would rather clean it up myself, like you said. But I know that at some point or another, someone's still going to come to me, whether it's one of my bosses, and go, what happened here if I didn't do it? So, uh, you know, but yeah, I'm throwing out a possibility if you're all sort of do you all eat at the same time or is it sort of you're in and out when you've got a five minutes here and there? Mm, a little bit of both. Uh, the yeah. food usually stays out for like, if, like it'll come for a morning show. OK, so okay. say it'll come at like eight o'clock. The morning show ends at 11. So it'll sit out for about three hours. People from other shows will be invited to pick at it. But it is that show's responsibility. Never. They just walk oh, away. Yeah. And meanwhile, yeah, I mean, I I'm smelling call it out it, towards the, towards that 11 o'clock when the donuts are looking a little grim and only the yucky ones are left and it's all picked over, you know, just be like, hey, Bob and Stan, you haven't cleaned up in a while. Yeah, that's <laughs> just it. Call, I mean, would that work or would they laugh and walk away? Uh, Yeah, who knows? I'll try it. Let's see. You know, you don't Tell know me anything. I, I'll let you know how, or except yeah, they'll probably hate me for that. Um, but yeah, a lot of them, and I was just looking at your quotes, a lot of the people here, and I fear how they are at home, walk around like they're king of the castle. So I can only imagine it's either the Pink Floyd, the wall theory, where, you know, they're beaten at home by their wives, and they come here and they puff up, or maybe they're actually like that at home. Gosh, I hope not. But what can we learn from that moving away from the king of the castle? We're all part of the, the you know, the whole deal. So how do we get away from that? Kingdom. I think one of the keys is really looking to the next generations. You know, if you have kids, nieces, nephews, grandkids, neighbors, whatever, whoever the kids are in your life, start with them, right? They're going to grow up. And if we set expectations for them that, hey, everyone participates in income generation, everyone participates in caregiving, no one gets a pass because of their gender identity or how much money they make, you know, we're all in this together. Uh, I think that we'll raise kids to have a different outlook on partnerships and, and, and work responsibilities in the future. So, you know, I'm pretty intentional with, I have a boy and a girl and I make them both do the same kind of chores and I talk openly and frequently about how important it is for both of them to do unpaid work to help our family and hope that that resonates into their adulthood. 
Hey, you know, a quick question here. Um, did you know that pink and blue were initially opposite? I Men did know were that. pink it's fascinating, and women were blue. And so many people have no idea. I don't know how it flipped, but marketing. I it was marketing, probably. <laughs> Someone in marketing decided that it was a good idea. But pink was initially yeah. a boy's color and blue was for the girls. So with that note, now <laughs> let's wrap up. We talked about some uh, some strategies we can employ here at work. What about out in public? Um, any you know situations where we would run into where people are, I don't know, I often feel like when I go to the mechanic or go buy tires that there's a guy that just walked in behind me and it's like, oh, sir, how can I help you? Mm, I'm yeah. standing right here. Am I waiting for my husband? I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, it's, I think it's really brave when you have to say something in public to strangers. It's really hard to voice your opinion. I have been in, I don't know, countless sexist situations like the one you just described where I know people were treating me. I know that if I were a man, people would not have treated me the same way. The way they were talking to me, hey, sweetie, why don't you smile? You'd look prettier that way. No uh... one says that to young men. Yeah, I do. Funny. I think that if you are the kind of person who is brave enough to say something and I'm 46 and it's taken me a long time to get to the point where I can be brave and just say things and not care if I hurt someone's feelings or if I'm not being polite, <laughs> I will. I understand not everyone is going to feel that way. So I think it's probably more realistic that we start with our friends and our family and people that we can talk to and people who love us, who will listen to us and, uh, and try to find some allies in our own social groups, because, you know, trying to put a stranger in their place. It's I don't fun know. for me. I don't know if I recommend that, but it's fun for me. Not so much for you. Cause this is what I do for a living. Uh, you know, it's been awesome talking with you. This is Kate Mangino. Her book is called equal partners. You can find it online as well as in the brick and mortar bookstores. And I got to tell you, I have really enjoyed speaking with you today. I hope you had a good time as well. I had a great time. It was a pleasure to meet you. Aw, I'm fun at parties, too. And so is Kate. It's been awesome. Keep in touch, and uh, let's hear about the next release coming up. Maybe we'll have you back again on Connection Show. You've been you've been wonderful. Kate Mangino, you. you got it. Hey, everybody, it's time for me to get the heck out of here, too. Thank you for listening to Connection Show. Love ya. Mean it. Laughing time is over. There you have it, boys. Case closed. You've been listening to Connections. Find tonight's show and replays of our past shows on ConnectionsShow.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.